the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat yourselves on the back. Yes, 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 yes. You made it to Friday. You made it to the Friday, the Friday before Independence Day weekend. You made it to the point where you can say, we get a long weekend. Okay, most of you. Most of you do. We will get a long weekend here at the Blaze Radio, and we're kind of happy about it. But we also put in a little extra time and uh, produced a special that's going to run Monday and Tuesday that I think you're really going to like. Doc Thompson uh, pushing this this project and bringing it to life with the help of Sarah and a bunch of us here, uh, making sure that we we give you sort of a bonus holiday program. It's going to be all over the country, too, which I think is really cool. A lot of the stations that normally run Glenn's show are going to run um, Chaos and Clarity. And I'm, I'm happy, I'm proud, I'm thrilled to have been invited to be part of it in a little way. I'm, I'm participating on a couple of segments, but check it out. It's one of those things that if you want to take us with you, you can. And it's so simple and it's cheap. And by cheap, I mean free. So uh, you can pick up the iHeartRadio app and listen to the Blaze Radio Network. Or you can listen to whatever station carries Glenn in your area. Will also carry the special, I believe. But you can just get it here so you can keep up on everything. But happy Friday. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here today. I, you know, if you saw my tweet about my shoes, you know what I'm talking about. I started my day early as usual. I'm, I'm usually up at 4, but today I get up about 3.30. For some reason, I was wide awake. And um, went downstairs and started working on the prep and overlooking the stories and different things. And uh, got dressed, left the house, only to find out, looking down at 8.30, and uh, I had two different shoes on. They're both black shoes. Let's just say it, it, they're not, it's not like I have a brown shoe on and a green shoe on. They're both black shoes, athletic. One just happens to be New Balance and one just happens to be Nike. So uh, I, if you're following me on Twitter, you'll see it. It's there. I admit it. I'm a dummy. But it happens, I guess. And apparently I, I have um, another pair just like them at home. I know, it's stupid. A busy show today. One hour from right now, my my buddy, the president of Liberland, Wit Yedlichka, is going to be joining us from Liberland, or he might be, I don't know where he is. He bounces around the European Union uh, promoting Liberland and the benefits of this new libertarian republic uh, all over the place. So, he, he's got an announcement about a trip he's planning to America this summer. And I'm hoping we can get him in studio when he's here and we can actually have a sit down. But he's he's going to be doing some speaking engagements in a few different places in America. And he wants to announce it. And some of them need tickets. So he's probably going to ask you 
to check it out. But he'll be here in an hour. And then my my friend, he's a new friend, but I have to tell you, I, I, I really enjoy this guy. He is such a great spirit, and you can tell by talking to him. He's known as the Mad Cuban in the food world. His name is Carl Ruiz. Carl is a chef. He may be one of the smartest people I've ever, ever talked to in my life. Carl, Carl sits silently sometimes in a room, and it's like he's a race car idling. And then suddenly, he puts his foot on the pedal, and out comes hilarious, intelligent, educational stuff. And he can talk politics, he can talk food, he can talk common sense. He's a dad. Uh, he and his wife work together in, in the restaurants that they have. The one, if you're in New Jersey, Carl has Marie's Italian Specialties in Chatham, New Jersey. And uh, he loves food. I, I, keep, I keep telling Carl whenever we talk about food, it feels like food porn because he really gets into it. And it is, it is so, well, it's, it's um, enticing. Let's just put it that way. So in the third hour of the show today, Carl Ruiz, the mad Cuban, will join us. And the Cuban said he's, he's down for talking barbecue and taking questions. So if you have a question about, about cooking and about barbecuing, especially, uh, Carl will join us at uh, Eastern Time, 2.30. East Coast time, 2.30, and, and we'll, have some, we'll have some fun. He's, he's really uh, clever, but I, I value his, his information. The, the simplest tip he gave me has made a world of difference, and that is when you get ready to cook something, meat specifically, it should be room temperature. Not, you know, for two days or anything, but you should bring it down to room temperature before you cook it, because it changes the actual chemistry. So Carl Ruiz at 2.30 East Coast time. Uh, President Wit Jed Lichka from Liberland will be joining us in an hour with an announcement. And then the host of the other, a host of other topics that we will get to, including some dumb news, some really dumb news that's out there. Uh, do you guys remember a couple days ago I talked about John Cusack, the actor, uh, the the guy from Say Anything and some of those other kind of there they were they were not quite smash hit movies, but they did well. I think it was High Fidelity was one of them. Uh, Cusack's a really good actor. I like him as an actor. Politics were different. And he posted something the other day, a picture of a, a church with uh, your and, and it said a message to Donald Trump. You're dead. Get yourself buried. And this was in in the middle of all of the discussions from uh, Johnny Depp, who's talking about assassination of a president. Kathy Griffin, who's holding up the severed head of a president with all the blood dripping from it. In the middle of all that, he posted that tweet. And then took it down almost immediately. And so, you know, a bunch of us had screen capped it. And I, I had the screen cap. And I wanted to know what he meant. You know, before passing judgment, I wanted to know what he meant. Did he really mean the actual death? Or was he talking about politically the president's dead because 
the country is so split. I wanted to know. I wrote to his press agent and I wrote to his manager or his agent, his actual agent. So I wrote to his PR people and the guy who, who handles all requests to say, hey, we'd like to have, uh, we'd like to have your client in our movie. And I, I got a response from the, the press person, but it was automated, saying we're on vacation. And I understand that. But the agent never wrote me back. The agent never once responded to my email. And it was a very basic email. It was, here's, here's where the show is. Happy to give him any time he wants within the show. I just want to know what this was about. Can you please tell us? Can we have 10 minutes on the phone? Nothing. Got no response. No, zero. Not even a, no thanks, uh, we're not doing that. And so what happened here, I noticed the next day when I went to see if he had commented on it, um, Mr. Cusack has now blocked me on Twitter. He has now decided that I'm so offensive to him that he dare not let his liberal eyes see it. So if I, if I were to click on John Cusack's Twitter account, I would not be permitted to even see what he has written. Now, I understand the president of the United States has blocked some people on Twitter. I think that's dumb. You're the president. Come on. But John Cusack... You're, you're this, this person who's out there uh, screaming for freedom for everybody, man. Free speech. Let's all accept each other. And, and you, can't, you can't let me see your tweets? What are you hiding, sir? What are you so afraid of me seeing? Am I going to see that you're a bad guy? Well, we disagree on things. John Cusack, we disagree on politics. And isn't this the, the time that the Democrats and the liberals in the world have been saying, can't we have a bipartisan bill? Can't we have a, a, an agreement that different, different minds can actually talk? Well, we can't when the liberals refuse to let us have a two-way conversation. In their world, it's only one way. And that's unfortunate. Now, here's the, here's the funny part of it. John Cusack blocked Mike Opelka, blocked my at StuntBrain account. He didn't block the pure Opelka account because these guys are dopes. So I still can read his tweets. And he calls himself, this is his Twitter bio, his latest one, apocalyptic. Um, shiz disturber and elephant trainer. Oh, clever. He's got 1.66 million followers. 1.66 million followers. And he's pretty prolific on the tweeting. He's tweeted within the last two hours. Uh, so he, he's still out there, but he's just incapable of actually having a conversation with someone on the other side. And I think that that is, as President Trump would say, sad, really sad. So if um, 
if you want to know anything, if anybody needs to know just how those wonderful liberals treat us, they're not interested in bipartisan. They're not interested in a conversation. They're not interested in disagreeing without being disagreeable. They're just not interested in hearing from you. So, Mr. Cusack, Mr. Cusack's management, it's a shame. It really is a shame. But you're not the ones missing. I guess, I guess they are missing out. They're only seeing half the world. Guess what? I can handle the liberals. I can, I can handle the li- I've muted a few people, but only because they have said horrifically insulting things about me and my family, graphic, insulting things that I don't need you to hear. But I haven't stopped them from reading what I'm writing. It is a two-way street in my world. When we get back, uh, more trouble for CNN. They are, CNN is so happy, so happy about Mika Brzezinski and uh, Joe Scarborough because they don't have to address the fact that there are more tapes coming out about them, more hidden tapes coming out about them. And uh, in those tapes, in some of those tapes, they not only insult the president, they not only call the Russian investigation a nothing burger, but they don't think much of you. As a matter of fact, they think, but they use some of the same words that John Cusack has used to describe you, the voter. And if you haven't heard it, you should hear it. I'll play it for you just around the corner on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Opelka with Mike Opelka. Did uh, the Liberty loving Latino say he's got Cheryl Atkinson on the show? Holy cow. And I take exception to the fact what he said with a real journalist. We have real journalists here at the Blaze. She's a fantastic journalist. Yes. And her book. Great. I, I maybe I'm just a little jealous. All right. Mike Opelka, pure Opelka. We are, um, we, we've got a packed schedule. Uh, next hour, we'll start off with President Wit Yedlichka from Liberland. He's got a big announcement. Bottom of the third hour, we'll talk with Chef uh, Carl Ruiz, the mad Cuban, about barbecuing. And you need to, you need to hear what he's got uh, to say. And uh, you can also grill Carl with questions. See what I did there? I want to get into this. This Project Veritas thing, but I don't know if I have enough time here. So I want to ask you guys a question as well. Um, who said, which one of these quotes is fake news? Which one of these quotes is fake news? One is from Donald Trump. One is from Sean Spicer. And one is fake news. If you know, that might be worth something to you. 888 900 
I have one of these real, uh, very, they're very cheap shirts. They're just basic white T-shirts that says, hey, mainstream media, Russia didn't elect Donald Trump. I did. I did the miniature homage to our friend uh, from uh, Texas, Kyle Courtney, who put that on the billboard. Hey, media, Russia didn't elect Donald Trump. I did. So if you're interested in that, uh, see if you can figure out which one of these, which one of these is fake news. I will be the greatest jobs president God ever created. Trump has a healthy respect for the First Amendment. And under a Trump administration, the United States military will be bigger, faster, stronger, more powerful than any in human history. No one will dare cross. Trust me. Which one of those is fake news? Anybody? Anybody want to venture a guess? 888 You can take a guess and maybe, uh, maybe be the... You know, it's a new game, actually. You see, I picked up this game. It's called Fake News, Real News. The Washington Edition. And it has a bunch of cards with quotes, and you can figure out whether or not, uh, whether or not it's real news or fake news. And I'm, I'm thinking this is the perfect barbecue game after people get a couple of dogs in them or burgers in them, a couple of ears of corn, and, uh, and maybe a couple of uh, adult beverages that will break out the fake news, real news card game. I, I've got more details on this coming up. Uh, but just around the corner, we will talk. Um, so if you want to play the game, give me a call. 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. Just around the corner, we will get into the Pro- Project Veritas. The Project Veritas, the latest release from James O'Keefe. This one, I think he's got CNN in a real grinder. And uh, they're probably not happy about it. And before I I break away, let me remind you, if you are dealing with chronic pain from inflammation, like I was with my knees and my back and my hips, chronic pain because I did a lot of running marathons and a lot of training for marathons. And so in my late 50s, I find myself with pain in my knees and my back and my my hips. And I started back in uh, January, February, March, April, First week of April, I started taking Relief Factor, an all-natural anti-inflammatory. Eight days into it, eight days into taking Relief Factor, I stopped taking any pain medication. No over-the-counter. I don't take prescriptions, but I, st- I used to have to take eight of these a day, and now no more. Get the three-week quick start pack. Try it for yourself. The number, 800-500-8384. 800 500 8384. Three week quick start, 1995. If you need more details, go to their website, relieffactor.com. Go there right now, relieffactor.com. They will tell you what you need to know, and you can order it, try it, and see if you have the same experience I did. I do it every day, three times a day. Relieffactor.com, 800 500 8384. We'll be right back on Pure Opelka.
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. It is uh, the end of the week. Thank God. You made it. You survived. It's Friday. And there's a whole bunch that we have to do. And yes, of course, I have uh, an update on the Scarborough, Brzezinski, and Trump kerfuffle. But if you want to really talk about it, I'm going to get to that after we talk about CNN being in trouble. Because nobody loves the Trump story and the Trump-Mika story more than CNN. And uh, I posted a poll up earlier this morning on the Twitter, if you will, uh, that, um, that asks the question, what, what do you think Donald Trump should do? What should the president do? See... I believe, I believe that his, his tweets, especially this last round, not good, not helping. And if he's doing it to troll and distract the media while the Republicans are repealing Obamacare, that's a different thing. But I don't think the Republicans are working to do that. This, this would be a wonderful thing. But I asked... What should, what should he do today? What should the president do today about this tweet debacle? Should he apologize? Should he continue attacking? Should he do nothing? Or can you not decide? Well, here's the interesting reality. Uh, almost 20% of you, 19% say he should apologize. And that's actually what I feel. I feel like if he were the bigger man, it would have political credibility uh, that that would be added to his his quiver of arrows that you can't even imagine. Twenty two percent of you say he should continue attacking. Fifty seven percent of you say do nothing. He should do nothing on this. Don't pay any attention to it. Well, I'm wrong because he's not apologizing. He's actually pressing on. I tweeted this out. Uh, before six o'clock this morning, because I wanted to get ahead of the president. I got up very early and I, I was betting he would be awake just because of all this. And because Joe and Mika said they were going to change their vacation in order to, to address it. They, they delayed their, their early escape and they missed a Red Sox game. Oh no. Because they didn't want to be the center of attention. Right. They didn't want to be the center of attention at the Red Sox game. Are you kidding me? Seriously. That's why Mika went outside and walked her dogs and let the TMZ cameras catch up to her. We know how this game works. So it really does feel like world wrestling entertainment to me. That that the Iron Sheik and the Hulk are fighting and then next week they're going to team up and they're going to go tag team against the British Bulldogs. You know, this is this is how this feels. But the poll will be up until tomorrow morning. 
So currently, 19% of you say he should apologize. 22% of you say continue attacking. 57% say do nothing. And 2% of you, who I don't know who you are, can't decide anything. But uh, this will go on and go on and go on. And interestingly enough, interestingly enough, today, this day, June 30th, happens to be, are you ready? National Social Media Day. (laughs) The day that the entire world is spinning around, freaking out over tweets between the President of the United States and two hosts on a morning show that's it's national social media day yay it's also national meteor watch day so maybe we ought to be looking to the skies instead of looking at our phones and worried about what the next tweet's going to be maybe we should worry about the sweet meteor of death coming and taking us all out as we pay attention to this silliness now speaking of silliness like I said, CNN, absolutely enamored of the, of the Mika Brzezinski, Donald Trump story. They are so into this. And they couldn't have predicted this happening. But a couple days before, when Donald Trump was on the phone with uh, the head of Ireland and an Irish reporter was in the Oval Office and he told her she had a nice smile. That's all she did. He told her she had a nice smile. CNN spent about a half an hour, no lie, about a half an hour talking about how this, this was sexual harassment. I'm not kidding. I I was sitting there saying, wait a minute, you actually have, you actually have a poll on this? And then you had a panel on it? They had a panel on the network talking about Donald Trump telling a reporter that she had a nice smile. And that really, that, as we know, as we all know, that's sexual harassment. The completely, completely idiotic. Absolutely idiotic. I I can't believe it even happened. If you don't remember, this this was the setup for CNN. This was the opportunity for CNN to be ready for what happened with Joe and Mika. Well, we have a lot of your Irish press watching us. They're just now leaving the room. And, and where are you from? Go ahead. Come here. Come here. Where are you from? Should we have all of this beautiful Irish press. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from RTE News. RTE News. Katrina Perry. She has a nice smile on her face. So I bet she treats you well. <laughs> and that was, that was sexual harassment, according to CNN. So CNN is going all in on Donald Trump. And the tweets to between Mika and and Trump, and there's been a response from from uh, Morning Joe, and we'll get to that. But the interesting thing is is the Project Veritas tapes that indict CNN in pushing forward agendas, fake news, if you will, fake news that that nobody cares about. For example. The associate producer from that New Day show with the Cuomo guy, you know, one of the one of the famous New York Democratic families, the late Governor Mario Cuomo, and now his son is governor, and uh, his other son is on television every morning on CNN, and just spouting all kinds of anti 
GOP rhetoric. But uh, one of the associate producers from that show was talking about what the people on the show feel about and how CNN feels about President Trump. And it was none too flattering. We all recognize he is a clown, that he is hilariously unqualified for this, that he's really bad at this, and that he does not have America's best interests. We recognize he's just crazy. We recognize he's, I can't say what he said about him being crazy. He continued, and this is when he talked about you, you, the American voter. But it'd be fair to question the intellect of the American voter. Oh, no, they're stupid. (laughs) James O'Keefe, how are you? Give a comment, sir, about the Russia... So at the end of that clip, after the uh, British undercover reporter asks, is it fair to question the intelligence of the American voter? And he says, no, it's not. They're stupid shizzle as well. And then O'Keefe actually waits outside CNN when the CEO, Jeff Zucker, gets out to climb into his chauffeured SUV and tries to get a comment, and Zucker won't address it. Zucker's not going to talk about this because they're caught. You have producers on at least two shows on video actually saying what they think about, about you and about me. And then there's Van Jones. Van Jones, uh, I can't say enough about Van Jones. Van Jones was on with Conan the Librarian. No, I'm kidding. It's Conan O'Brien. He was on with Conan, and he was talking about the president. Look, I think that the Russians messed with our election. I think that's terrible, and I wish that the president-elect would act like something bad happened to our country. Um, That would be, I don't know, presidential and also patriotic. So I wish the president-elect would say something about it. So that was Van Jones saying that the the Russians messed with our elections and I wish the president would say something about it. That's on television. When Van Jones doesn't know he's on camera and he's he's asked, what do you think is going to happen this week with the whole Russian thing? He has a completely different take. What do you think is going to happen this week I mean, with the whole Russia thing? Well, the Russia thing is just a big nothing burger. Really? The whole Russia thing is just a big nothing burger. CNN is eating up, absolutely sopping it up with a biscuit, everything that Mika and Joe are handing them. And it's because they're exposed for being the phonies they are. If Remember all those campaigns to tell people not to sponsor fake news shows? The people that went after Hannity, went after Glenn, went after O'Reilly. Where are they now? Where are they questioning the journalistic integrity of the mainstream media network, the global network of CNN, whose agenda has been laid bare in front of the entire world? Where are those social justice warriors demanding fairness in their own media? You know where they are. Yeah, you know. We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Just around the corner, uh, president of Liberland, uh, Wit Yedlichka, will be joining us with an announcement he wants to make. Something about coming back to visit America, which would be cool. Uh, so I'm at the inauguration earlier this year, so I'm happy to see him coming back. And on the phone from Virginia, is it Kyle from Virginia? Ralph from Virginia. Kyle's not on the phone. It's Ralph. Hey, Ralph, how are you? Hey, Mike, how are you, buddy? Well, I'm ready. I'm ready for the long weekend. I have, uh, I have the uh, the barbecue ready. I did a little shopping at the meat market the other day. I do need to talk to uh, the chef coming up in the third hour of the show about those tomahawk steaks. Might have to do a little steak run to get up to New Jersey to get those, but. Other than that, I think I'm ready. How about you? Are you set for the weekend, or are you working? Uh, I'm working. I spoke to you yesterday. I was the guy on his way to California with furniture. But uh, and you did you make it home yet? No. I'll, okay. I'll be leaving tonight. I'll be leaving tonight to go back. Okay. All right. Well, you called in because I was playing this. There's this new card game I picked up. Uh, fake news, real news, and it's the Washington edition. It's kind of interesting. You get to, uh, you know, play it with your friends, your politically savvy friends. Um, I, I may use it for show content and, you know, I'm not, I'm not a paid endorser. They're not a client. I just thought it was a funny game. So I'll, I'll put you to the test here, Ralph. And if, if you get it right, I'll send you one of those shirts I had made up about, uh, Russia didn't elect President Trump. I did. Um, pick the fake news clip in here. One of them's Trump. One of them's Spicer. One of them's fake news. All right. Um, number one, I will be the greatest jobs president God ever created. Number two, Donald Trump has a healthy respect for the First Amendment. And number three, under a Trump administration, the United States military will be bigger, faster, stronger, and more powerful than any in human history. No one will dare cross us. Trust me. Which one is fake? I think the first one. Oh, Ralph, Ralph, Ralph. Oh, I'm sorry to tell you it's not. The, the, that Donald Trump actually said that. He actually said that during the presidential campaign, July, or June 16th of 2015, I will be the greatest jobs president God ever created. The second one actually is from Trump, uh, Sean Spicer, who said Trump has a healthy respect for the First Amendment. The third one about the military is, is the, well, that's the one that's fake news. But I, uh, sorry, we, okay. we, can't, we can't put a shirt on you today, but uh, for everybody else out there, we may play the game a little bit later. But Ralph, um, will you be hauling a, an empty truck home? No, I'll be taking home some produce. Okay, taking home some produce. Well, there's a lot of people that are appreciating that. But before we go, I've got about a minute here. Where do you stand on on my question of the day, Ralph? Do you think do you think the president should apologize? Should he keep attacking? Should he do nothing? Or are you not sure? I don't think that he should do anything. Just keep. Keep going forward. Don't respond. Don't apologize. Don't, con- don't attack and don't apologize. That's what you're saying. 
That's what I'm saying. Yes, sir. All right. Well, you drive carefully. Third hour of the show, we're going to talk barbecue, and Carl Ruiz will be taking questions. So uh, you're welcome to join us for that. Uh, i got to step aside here, so thank you, Ralph. Be careful. Everybody out there, merge properly. Use your damn turn signals. Take care of our truckers. When we get back, the president of the Free Republic of Liberland, my buddy, Wit Yedlichka, joins us with his big announcement. That's next on Pure Opelka. Opelka. With Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Michael Pelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, second hour, Pure Opelka. A lot going on. A lot happening today. Uh, we we need to uh, we need to check in and see. Uh, we we had President Yedlichka checking in earlier as we were getting ready to start the show, and apparently the connection is not solid right now. So we'll continue on with some of the topics. I just noted a couple of things, and um, not not happy to see that that um, this is. This is not good. The officers shot in San Antonio yesterday. Looks like a, one of them's not going to survive. D- no reason. No reason for the attack on the officer. So if you have a moment today, say a prayer for for the, the families of all those officers and for all of the first responders out there, all the men and women who who are on the streets taking care of us. And, and send some patients to Los Angeles today. Oh, my God, I know we have traffic everywhere. I know we've got all kinds of traffic problems everywhere, but I just saw the the picture on ABC News, and I retweeted it out a few minutes ago. A small plane crash-landed on the 405 in California, right over by John Wayne Airport. A great little airport if you're bouncing in and out of L.A. That's the airport I prefer over LAX. And they've had to shut down the freeway in both both directions. So patience to you guys, L.A., and I hope everybody's okay. I understand we have a connection. We have made a connection. Joining us from the uh, Free Republic of Liberland. He may not be there. He might be somewhere else today because he's, he's bouncing around the, the world like a BB in a boxcar. President Wit Yedlichka. Mr. <laughs> President, how are you doing, sir? Do we have the president? Yes. Hello, Mike. How are you? I, I, I think I got you. Uh, I, you. You cut in and out there for a minute. What part of the world are you in today, sir? Well, I'm in right now, and it's, it's a great uh, time here because we've got nice weather. and uh, We are basically having a short time off before we go to Liberland again. Oh, good. Oh, good. Okay. And you're the the big news today, and I, I'm very excited about this because it's. I think you've been uh, you've been making trips 
to to both um, America and North America the last couple of summers, and it looks like in in a matter of days you're coming back. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be there for ten days. I will visit three major conferences where I got uh, invited. Uh, first one is Kufi. It's a big uh, Jewish American event. Uh, the second one is Alec. That's the, probably the biggest uh, biggest uh, conference in a year for policymakers, and it's amazing that they actually gave me a speaking slot. and And I will be for the second time on Freedom Festival in Las Vegas, and uh, I'm very excited about that because that's the biggest gathering of freedom-loving people in the world. Well, this I think is all good news because uh, people like me who love libertarian thinking, who love innovation who support us looking forward and trying to create new opportunities and, and like this wonderful new country of Liberland, even though it's a tiny place, uh, it's, it's sparking innovation. You're going to be, now, I know Alec is a big meeting, but this Kufi conference, the Christians United for Israel, this is a big deal, sir. This is a, this is a really important conference that uh, my boss has spoken at in the past and, and we've attended in the past. That's uh, July 17th for anybody who's going to be there. Uh, are you speaking on that date specifically? Well, I'm, I'm not, not really. I'm, I'm actually that's the only one that I'm not speaking yet, but I'm of, invited as an official host. And there is a great chance that there will be Netanyahu as well as Trump attending on this year's event, which is pretty, pretty cool. And uh, that could, you know, enlarge our diplomatic network enormously. If, if the right connections are made. And I can tell you, I've been just, I've just came back from Israel, uh, where we've got something like 1,400 people signed up for citizenship. And the, the amount of enthusiasm and support there is amazing. But what is especially important is the amount of understanding. Uh, I've been to the memorial where it says, you know, these 180,000 people were arrested while coming to Israel. And uh, they have this history. It's not too long ago. Uh, they know what it takes to start a new country, even though, uh, you know, there uh, might be a maybe a little better situation for Liberland. Still, we are having some issues uh, and uh, they've got great, great advice and great experience. Well, I happen to really appreciate the people from Israel. Uh, they are among the best friends this nation has had. And I hope that they will be among the best friends Liberland has going forward. So that's that's a great, great bit of news. But you'll be speaking then at the ALEC meeting? Yes, that's where I go speaking. So that's pretty big. Uh, and it's that's pretty huge. amazing <laughs> that, they, that they invited me. Well, it just it, for those of you that don't know, ALEC has things on the schedule like the State of the States, where they have an analysis of all the governor's addresses. There will be tax reform uh, sessions. There is discussion of new republics. There's talk of the American health care crisis. This is, this is good stuff. So for, for me to have uh, the news that the president of Liberland has been invited to speak at ALEC, that's great, sir. And Freedom Fest you attended previously. Was it last year or the year before? Year before. It was just right after Liberland started. And uh, now it's, it's uh, you know, there is much more to present. Uh, we've got lots of things that I think will get people excited. And by the way, you know, if you're heading there, uh, we also got a promotional code, which takes a couple hundred bucks off, or which is VIT. So it's my first name. Uh, if you're heading there, then it's, it's a, you can use this discount code. 
Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got. I don't want this to get by too quickly. So if someone's going to Freedom Fest, which is the 19th through the 22nd of July in Las Vegas, if you register and you put in your first name, which is V-I-T, it's pronounced WIT, but if you put in VIT, you get a discount. You get a hundred bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, that, that's off it. The- that's it. Yeah, that's for Liberlanders and friends. And um, like yeah, just send it out so everybody who who is on our mailing list get that uh, discount code as well. And the first year when I was there, I think there was roughly sixty people from all across the United States that came over to, to talk to us, uh, which was pretty amazing. But of course, Freedom Fest is not just about Liberland. It's, again, like the biggest uh, for gathering of freedom-loving people, uh, not just in the U.S., probably in the world. And it's pretty great inspiration to hear all those people and, and also see all those presentations, what people are doing. Yeah, I, I like this idea. I I don't know what my schedule is like, but there is uh, this kind of event, which has breakout sessions and discussions of, of freedom and and how people are dealing with today and and fighting to maintain freedom to me this is important stuff and the fact that it's happening in las vegas is not going to hurt attendance either a lot of people and summer in las vegas the best time to get a deal because you know it's hot as hell in las vegas in the summer (laughs) but there's a film festival tied in with this there's a trade show for liberty in the in the exhibition hall and there are um, all kinds of conference materials going on. So uh, I, I have to look and see if I can break away for this. I think Koofy's uh, a definite may, a definite chance for me to to come see you and say hello and see what's going on. But uh, you'll be you'll be in the country. Do you have any chance to uh, other than Koofy to get some FaceTime with the president? Well, of course, we're trying to we're trying to organize as many meetings as possible. There will be definitely one in Denver. Uh, it, it is, I hope, already on our website. So if you go to liberland.org, you will see the times and places uh, which we already pre-selected uh, that we could uh, have some social gatherings, which is, I think, also very important. And then right after Freedom Fest, I will have two days, not really off, but uh, I, I think I will have uh, some free time to meet in Washington after the, the crazy set of events but I, I'm, I'm really missing one piece which is the i don't know how to pronounce this properly but there is this great gathering on, on west coast on one of the rivers Efistemere. i don't know if you heard about that but it's a very interesting meeting when all the boats are getting together in the middle of the river and it basically is around the same time i will be in the u.s but i will not be able to make it i tried hard I got invited, uh, but it's simply too difficult for me to make it among all these events. But that's a very interesting event because this is very similar to what we are doing right now in Liberland, that we are putting more and more, more boats on the river next to next to Liberland to show that we are serious in occupying it and that we are also able to build up some real presence. Well, what the president is talking about, and we're speaking with President Wit Yedlichka of Liberland, the Free Republic of Liberland, just about two and a half years old. It's on the banks of the Danube River. And in our, some of our previous conversations, President Yedlichka has said because of the location, one of the more innovative ways to visit Liberland and be a, a, maybe a regular visitor is to do what you called seasteading instead of homesteading. And that means uh, a, a watercraft can be there and dock. And I, I envision, Mr. President, ultimately, and I, I had this dream the other night, 
Liberland has a Four Seasons resort on land, but it has a, a really cool marina, just like the Four Seasons in, in Santa Monica, California, where these uh, watercraft pull up. Some are luxury, some are just, you know, utilitarian. And, and then they actually spend a couple days on the land, putting a little money in the coffers, of course. But uh, yes, I'll, I, if you'll send me the name of that meeting, I'll see if I can find out. Maybe some of our friends on the West Coast are going, and they can they can give us some details on it. But yeah, it, yeah, that's that's a pretty nice meeting in which I think there is like forty boats uh, actually that are meeting in the middle of of one of the deltas, and uh, it, you know it'll be great inspiration for us. But I can tell you, we now have. Uh, almost 20 places of accommodation inside of Liberland, and I've been able to visit without any problem in and out of Liberland uh, last week, uh, and that's a big change. So things are moving forward there, and the Croatia side uh, and the, the protection is uh, much more relaxed, and also we are much more capable to actually start occupying this territory. So if we have 20 people, it will be basically the first security forces. I think we are all set in terms of protecting our borders. So there, there are some big move, moves. Uh, we've got different groups coming over uh, to see Liberland lined up uh, almost uh, week by week. Right now, without any promotion, you're actually the first uh, show that I'm talking about this, and we already have it pretty much booked. Uh, but it will be a possibility to buy more ships uh, if people want to visit. And of course, it will be great gathering. We'll have a a Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, cash machine there. There will be Liberland beer, Liberland wine. There will be all sorts of great speakers, libertarian speakers. One of the major captains that we will have there is actually a professor of economy uh, from Czech Republic who also have a, has a boat li driving license. There will be a lot of fun this summer already, and I'm looking forward that there will be all these different documentaries also coming out on YouTube and on places like, for example, Netflix, uh, which actually bothered and came to our uh, uh, second anniversary, and they are going to follow up and, and will visit our our small village on on the river. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, that's I, I couldn't be happier to hear all of these developments. I'm I'm trying to figure out, and maybe we'll talk off air about where I can get the Liberland beer because I know there's Liberland beer being brewed. And you know, um, Mr. President, the state that I live in, Delaware does not have front license plates. We don't, we, we only have the rear plate. And you have, li you're licensing cars now for Liberland, aren't you? Yes, yes, we are in this uh, development right now. It's a more or less friends and family and our diplomats, so you pretty much fit into that category. Uh, so far, we have been testing it only in Europe and with uh, Europe's insurance. But uh, maybe it's about the time we, we start uh, doing the same thing uh, for for uh, America as well. And it's kind of great. We so far didn't have any issues uh, with the authorities, which is uh, pretty amazing. Well, I, I, I'm happy to put a Liberland plate on the front of my car. And uh, that's not a problem locally because you can put whatever you want on your on right. front plate of your car. So I'll, you, you and I will connect on that. And um, when you're here, let me just give everybody the schedule because I know your time is short. July 17th through the 19th, President Yedlichka will be at the Kufi Conference in Washington, D.C., Christians United for Israel. The 18th through the 20th, he, somewhere in there, he's going to bounce from D.C. to Denver for the ALEC meeting, and he'll be speaking there. 
and then at the Freedom Festival in Las Vegas, which is the 19th through the 22nd, second President Yedlichka will be in Las Vegas. If you if you want more, you can uh, go to the Freedom Fest page. I'll tweet out a link to it and use his name, V I T Wit V I T, and you get a discount. Mr. President, thank you, my friend. It's a it's great to hear from you, and uh, the pictures of your little one look wonderful. You guys look like you're having a blast. It's a blast, and okay, let me tell you one thing. He started to walk pretty pretty decently yesterday, which is a big thing. So I'll probably post it on Facebook, but it was amazing. Like He's really stable now, and he, he's walking around, so it's a lot of fun. That's I'm so happy exciting. that I didn't miss it, you know, which would be very easy with all my traveling around the world. I'm, I'm glad you saw it. I'm up against the time clock, Mr. President. We'll talk again right. soon. Thanks, thanks for jumping Thank in, much. and I hope to see you in D.C., and we'll be Bye-bye. right back. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. That, that is true. All of the things that we talked about with President Yedlichka are true. I, I got a text from somebody during the break saying, is this really true? Can this really be happening? Yes. If you go to Liberland.org, Liberland.org, you can learn about the Free Republic of Liberland. And it is two and a half, almost two and a half years old. The story is, it's an amazing story about a little four square mile strip of land where nobody had claimed it. And it's on the banks of the Danube River. So over two years ago, I I heard about this and I tracked down the guy who was listed as the president of Liberland. And uh, I managed to find a phone number. Don't ask how. And yet between Croatia and Serbia on the banks of the Danube River is this four square mile piece of land. It's a tiny swath of land. And they are all fans of Thomas Jefferson. These are all people who love and understand the founding father, Thomas Jefferson. And so on, they staked out all of the all of the borders in this four square mile land. And on April 13th, two years ago, they declared the People's Free Republic of Liberland. And Vit Yedlichka and his friends have been uh, bouncing around the world doing diplomacy and making friends with other nations. This little strip of no man's land is now a place that has a constitution. It is starting what he described as seasteading. And uh, I happen to have been named a cultural ambassador to the People's Republic of Liberland, the Free Republic of Liberland. And uh, I plan on on helping them because I I think it's fascinating to see a country start. And they're they're basing their, their principles and their foundation is in libertarian thinking. When I tell people here about Liberland, they go, oh, it's a bunch of liberals. Not even close. It's Jeffersonian. 
And uh, the president loves Thomas Jefferson so much, he named his son Thomas. And the, the, the little one is barely, I think he's just over 18 months old, but he's as cute as a button. And we, we saw the president at the inauguration of President Trump. He's been a guest on this show three or four times. And I, I, hope, I hope that success happens for Liberland because I want to be... I want to be part of making this thing work, about making freedom happen other places. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I just tweeted out that link to the uh, Freedom Fest uh, coming up uh, later in July. Interesting that Mike Lee is one of the featured speakers at Freedom Fest, along with President Yedlichka. Several other minds I would like to hear from. Terry Kibbe, uh, you may remember Terry. Terry and Matt Kibbe, two uh, great Great free thinkers I respect. And there's so many. So we'll see. Maybe we can do the show from Las Vegas. It would be three hours earlier. So, okay. Do the show from 9 a.m. to noon Vegas time. And then uh, bounce into the conference, which I think would be pretty cool. We probably could get Mike Lee and Terry Kibbe, and President Yadlichka, I have some pitching to do. I definitely have some pitching to do. We will see. But uh, more on that as we progress. An hour from right now, we're going to be doing the perfect thing for uh, the upcoming Independence Day weekend, especially if you're going to be grilling. We're going to talk to a friend, Chef Carl Ruiz, also known as the Mad Cuban, uh, he is Cuban. I don't find him mad. I find him to be a genius. He might be an evil genius, but he's a genius nonetheless. Uh, but Carl is a genius in the kitchen, and he's also a real smart guy, and he makes me laugh. So he's agreed to come on and talk to us and help us. Help those of us who don't know, who just don't know what we're doing, and somehow we stumble through every, every time we cook. And he's promised not to laugh. Uh, so many of you are chiming in today via the Twitter at StuntBrain. Um, Toby's out in Vegas and he says, yeah, it's a little warm here. The, apparently the, the high today in Las Vegas is going to be 107 degrees. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, God help us. And um, Stacy, the Duchess, formerly known as the Duchess of Kofefe. <laughs> At Stacy Rippey said, you know, if you ever need a duchess, <laughs> she said, I can't believe a president said pretty cool. Yeah, President Yedlichka is a uh, an off the cuff guy, but he's not. Um, it's not that he's crass or he's just informal. He's just normal, I guess. 
A couple of news items. I don't know if you saw this. Um, A pastor in Paraguay seems to agree with me. Pastor Juan Mariano Avalos has made a pronouncement that the fidget spinners are evil. As a matter of fact, they're satanic. Now, how did he come up with this? He said by holding, what it does is, it's, he said, look, it's an innocent-looking device, but it's a one-way path straight to Satan. The pastor put a video online that shows what he's talking about. He explains his, his theory that holding the fidget spinner forces children to make a 666 symbol, the sign of the devil. The fidget spinner is that dumb toy that you hold between your thumb and your forefinger and you mindlessly spin it. And for whatever reason, this was supposed to help kids who have uh, attention deficit issues. But now that we know it's the sign of the devil, I had heard that the fidget spinner craze was done. I'd heard it was over. And uh, none too soon as far as uh, myself and Pastor Juan Mariano Avalos are concerned. Okay. Today is, as we said, Social Media Day, National Social Media Day. So we should talk about this social media story. I do have, I do have more fake news, real news game to play And I do have um, some dumb news to get to as well. But I I need to talk about what happened between yesterday and today. And I'm talking about the situation with uh, Donald Trump, Mika Brzezinski, and, uh, and Joe Scarborough. Now, Morning Joe has not exactly been friendly to President Trump, at least... Not since President Trump became the nominee of the party. As a matter of fact, they were pretty rude to President Trump over the past few months. Uh, At one point, there's even a a supercut that was made uh, showing just how how rude Morning Joe has been. They, They apparently believed Donald Trump had mental problems. And, you know, it's it's really not appropriate to diagnose someone uh, as mentally unfit unless you're a a uh, mental health professional or B, you've actually seen them in person and given them the examination. Uh, Basically, you should do both. You should be a mental health professional and have diagnosed them in person. But that didn't stop Morning Joe. I keep hearing from people now. Is he okay? Yeah. Is he okay? Like, dead serious, they look at me and they say, is he okay? And I don't have a good answer. I have the answer. He's he's not. People on the inside say he keeps getting worse and and mentally keeps getting worse. This is a man in decline. This president cannot be stopped. He's not well. And by the way, 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 this travel ban Mm -hmm. wouldn't have helped anything that happened. I mean, it's the lack of intellectual ability is stunning. There's an unwritten rule in the psychiatric community that nobody diagnoses from afar. 
I just don't think he's a well guy, period. The behavior pattern that he is demonstrating right now is not normal. And, you know, I kind of just want to dispense with political correctness for a bit and just say what everyone is thinking. This behavior is crazy. He needs to get a, get a grip. This is so unbalanced. He is not well. He's just not well. He has literally devolved to the point where there is concern about his health or about his ability to take in information and use it correctly. It's like a child. Are you concerned about the president's health? I think his family should be concerned about his health. And I don't know. Nancy Pelosi at that last comment. That's a, a tear in the salted sea of comments that Morning Joe has made about Donald Trump diagnosing him, his health, his mental stability. And so when the president fires back, and granted, I'm one of the people who said he should not have taken the road he took. He should have been a statesman. He should not have used the words crazy or low ratings or whatever else he called Scarborough. I would have preferred he was more of a statesman. But you have to understand there is a gigantic pile of Morning Joe slams against Donald Trump. And so when Donald Trump fires off that tweet and then the, the, the mainstream media loses its mind, you understand. You understand. But this is, this is so much... So much air, as I would call it. So much air. There's, there's not a whole lot there. This is a marshmallow. This is not a hard story. And then comes this morning where Joe and Mika announced that they were postponing their vacation, breathlessly postponing their vacation because, because of the tweets from the president. Joe saying they couldn't go to the baseball game in Boston that they wanted to go to. It would have been a media circus. And Mika saying, it was just me and TMZ out walking my dogs. Give me a break. Seriously. And then today, on Morning Joe, talking about the president's tweets. I would not allow, I've got four kids, Donnie. I would not allow any of my children to behave this way. And if they did behave this way one time... I would take care of it. Instead, a lot of these Republicans and cabinet members are going, oh, it's disappointing. Yeah. Would you say that to your five-year-old if yeah. your five-year-old went out and I'll, smacked or well, insulted somebody? Well, I, if somebody said no. this about my daughter, and I, I, you know, once again, I'm going to elevate the conversation. Donald, if you're watching, we're from Queens. I'll meet you in the schoolyard, brother. You oh, need God. to be school. Okay. No, I'm serious. This is this is Can where we, this needs. We, can no, you no. put the sunglasses back? No, no, no. I, I just, no, but he's no, a we, coward. No, he's we, a coward. We want to kill. So interesting angle here. If you pay attention to what happened, Joe and Mika came back and took the high road and they let Don, what's his name? Donnie Deutsch. I believe that's either pronounced Deutsch or douche to, uh, to attack Trump and say, I want to meet you in the alley. If we're going to be like old Brooklyn days, let's take it outside. And Scarborough trying to play the high ground, the high road here. I it's, it's just, to me, this is fake news, this whole fight. It's frenemies. These are people who are both going to benefit. Trump's base, judging on the, on the poll that we put on Twitter, judging on the vital question that we posted on Twitter, all of you who are, are always Trumpers are saying that, yeah, 
uh, he should do nothing or the, the combination of people who say he should do nothing or go forward and, and attack again. 78% of you say continue attacking or do nothing. 78%. So it's going to benefit Trump's base. And it's also going to benefit the, uh, the Morning Joe MSNBC base. They're all going to get what they want. And in the meantime, uh, who, who brought it up today? Somebody brought it up to me today. Uh, my buddy Charlie in Texas. Charlie said, look, the biggest problem here is doing all of this. Nothing's getting done. The president is not getting anything done. Well, you could argue that they did pass the Cates Law Bill. And you could also say that the president's had his meetings. The, the president of South Korea is in town. So it's not like Washington has stalled totally, but it certainly doesn't help us in our, our appearance around the world. I wish the president would have quickly apologized, said, you know, you're right. I'm sorry. Kiss and make up and let's all behave better, especially when it's the first lady's agenda to stop cyberbullying. I'm going to step aside for a break. When we get back, uh, considering it's social media day, it's national social media day. It's not global social media day. I have to point out a, a problem that's going on in social media and free speech across the Atlantic. We'll get to that. And there's some dumb news to share next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. A couple of quick things here before we wrap up this second hour. And don't forget, next hour, barbecue tips from the Mad Cuban, Carl Ruiz, and he will take your calls, 888-900-3393. You'll be able to ask the Cuban a question, which is always fun. Um, I think this is going to be a lifetime movie. I was looking at some of the weird news. Uh, John Riley went fishing recently in um, in San Angelo, Texas, on Lake Nasworthy, and he was he felt his hook get set on something, and he reeled it in. It wasn't a fish; it was a wallet, and the wallet apparently had been underwater since the 1970s, when a teenager at the time named Beth Budden had lost it. Budden died in 2008. But uh, Mr. Riley was hoping to get the, the wallet back to the family. And he tracked down um, Kenneth Budden's sister, Connie. And apparently the two of them planned to go fishing together. You know this is a Lifetime movie waiting to happen. They will live happily ever after, after he hooked the fish. Or the wallet, I mean. And uh, in honor of of the upcoming Independence Day weekend. I know there will be fireworks. Please don't be dumb with your fireworks. But I have to remind you of the Urban Hillbillies. They have a YouTube channel. 
And uh, I think it was about 10 years ago we first saw this. It was the Redneck Rocket Launcher that they gave us. They're explaining it's, it's basically a chain-link fence door with 8,500 bottle rockets stuffed into it. And he explains. But all we got to do is like this right here, and it lights everything. And it'll last about maybe a minute, minute and a half. 8,500 fireworks uh, lasting about a minute minute and a half all right i guess we better start moving back now huh move back a little bit the video shows it starting slowly and you know somebody had to get burned i i will tweet out a link to this it's possibly the dumbest most dangerous thing i've seen on the Urban Hillbillies video collection. And yet, we'll all watch it over and over again. Nobody got, nobody got burned, nobody got hurt, and the entire field did not catch on fire. But it's just wonderful and silly, and it's perfect for a Friday afternoon. Michael Pelka, I'm Piero Pelka. We'll be back with the third hour of the show with news and barbecues. Thank you. Thank you. With Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Michael Pelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. All righty. It is Pure Opelka, the third hour. And you know, typically when we get to the when we get to the uh, end of a, a long week, uh, I I didn't make myself clear. I sent a note to the staff in in Dallas outlining the schedule for each hour, and it's confusing the way I wrote it. They they gave Carl Ruiz an early call, so uh, my bad, my fault. It's conf- it's confusing. We'll call him back at the bottom of the hour. Sorry, Cuban. <laughs> the mad Cuban, Carl Ruiz, joining us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, I was hoping, I was hoping that maybe the boss would call in. I was hoping Glenn Beck would call in because uh, after this show today, live on Facebook, Dennis Prager and Glenn Beck are doing something pretty cool. They're doing a live conversation. And... Um, it's a Prager University thing. If you haven't seen Dennis Prager's videos on YouTube or any of the stuff he's posted, these are really great five-minute history lessons, five-minute common sense political things that you can see. And Glenn is doing this today at uh, 4.15 East Coast time, 1.15 West Coast time 
on the Facebook. Apologies to the liberty-loving Latino. I'm sorry, Mr. Salcedo, but um, it is Glenn Beck's network. I wrote Glenn a note and said, hey, you want to plug this thing you're doing? Uh, Happy to take a call uh, up until 2.30, basically saying, you know, we're going to talk barbecue after 2.30. And then I realized, um, wait a minute, it's Glenn's network. I really shouldn't put any... (laughs) Any restrictions on on the guy that owns the place? Yeah, you can only call between 210 and 215, Glenn. That's it. But today on Facebook, Facebook Live, a conversation from the Prager University headquarters. I know Glenn Glenn has been talking about uh, what uh, Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla have been doing. And you want to talk about diametrically opposed or people you might think are diametrically opposed to each other. That seems like a really, a really bizarre, a really strange combination, right? All right. I wanted to, before we went away at the top, at the end of the last hour, I mentioned social networks. I mentioned that today is national social network day, which is kind of funny with all the, all the uh, focus that's been placed on, Twitter and the tweets between uh, one television network and the White House. And the other funny thing about this, this mess between Mika and Joe and the president is that that show, Morning Joe, used to get marching orders from the Obama White House. And I don't know if anybody remembers that. There were times during Morning Joe, and I think I even wrote some of these stories on The Blaze. I'd have to go back and check check the archives. But there are stories, and, and they are on The Blaze. And again, I'm wondering if it's one of the ones I wrote, because I, I, Mika was fun to watch. She was great fodder for stories, because our audience loved to, uh, loved to see when she made dumb statements, which was often. But Mika, one time live on the show, talked about getting a text message from Valerie Jarrett. Valerie Jarrett was was President Trump, or President Obama's right hand. And some people referred to Valerie Jarrett as the most powerful woman in Washington and the second most powerful person in the world. She had the president's ear. In fact, Valerie Jarrett has moved into the same neighborhood as the Obamas have moved into. Valerie Jarrett is still connected at the at the brain or at the hip to Barack Obama. And she used to send text messages to Mika during Morning Joe critiquing or feeding stories to them. So this whole social media thing uh, is not new to this to this show to Morning Joe. They've had a connection to the last two White Houses to the Obama White House and now to the Trump White House. It's a little more public, the current one, because ultimately the Obama administration was the least transparent administration pretty much ever. So when, when we celebrate today, when we have the big party, the cupcake for social network, National Social Network Day, uh, we know that they won't be celebrating in Germany. 
And you guys know where I stand on free speech. You guys know that that I believe free speech is and must be the thing we have to protect more than anything else. If we lose free speech, we lose the Second Amendment. If we lose free speech, we lose all of them. So when I read that a country like Germany has come out and told social networking companies that you better delete hate speech fast or we're going to find the hell out of you. Now, hate speech is is a pretty awful thing. And I, I certainly don't like people advocating for the assassination of our president. But who's going to be the arbiter and who's going to tell you how fast it has to be? And and who in the American congressional pool is now looking at this going, they're going to they're going to find people up to fifty seven million dollars if they don't delete hate speech quick enough. Do you know how much money we could get? Because, you know, that's how this is dealt with. The, the the people that write the laws in Washington look at stories like this and say, this would be a great way to tax the crap out of some of these social media networks. Google makes a lot of money. Facebook and Twitter, they're making a lot of money. We could fine them for not deleting hate speech quickly enough. Now it comes down to what is hate speech and what is quickly enough and what is illegal online content. And again, this goes right to what we have in this country is the freedom of speech. And I will, I will fight for your ability to be as offensive as you want to be with, with boundaries. Yeah, I don't think you can talk about assassinating the President of the United States or blowing up the White House, Madonna. So German lawmakers passed it on Friday, passed it today, basically, in Germany. And this means there's going to be, will this, will this be Angela Merkel's uh, ministry of... What, what are we going to call it? Ministry of Hate Speech? So Google, Facebook, Twitter, those are the, the big three that they're going to be looking at. What about Instagram? And the justice who ruled on this said, we cannot accept that social networks ignore our laws. They can no longer allow their infrastructure to be abused for committing crimes. Wouldn't it be awful to have speech be considered a crime? Can you imagine? It sure feels like we're drifting that way. Again, the First Amendment thing is the most important thing we have. After the first, everything else is second. Everything else. So the tech executives are claiming they're policing it. They're doing everything they can. Google and Facebook are are getting complaints, huge numbers of complaints. Something along the lines of 7,500 user complaints. And uh, I think that's daily. And they're going to now be putting in more than uh, 700 monitors in Germany alone. So they're going to have to have people that will will sift through all the complaints and decide if something is, is uh, hate speech and get it removed. So if you're, you know what, though? Here's a, here's a job. Here's a job coming available. 
all of the social networks are going to, they're probably going to uh, add to their staffs here. Because again, I'm betting you that there is a Democrat somewhere writing a law right now that will be the clean up social media hate speech law, whatever you want to call it. And um, one of the one of the foundations in Germany that that fights hate speech but opposes the limitations of legislation like this said, and I quote, this is a great opportunity for authoritarian states. Anyone else get a little chill when you heard that? This is a great opportunity for authoritarian states. Yeah. I'm very nervous about this. I know you're saying it's Germany. It's not going to come here. Um, I'd be very worried. I'd be very, very worried. Stepping aside for a break. When we get back, uh, maybe we'll go to something funny that Stephen Colbert said. Maybe. Or maybe uh, we'll dive into a more serious news item. Uh, we'll spin the wheel of news topics next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Just around the corner, we are going to have a discussion about a very serious topic. Serious topic that warrants all of us to give full attention to it, full respect to it. And um, let's be honest with one another. You know, we if we've learned nothing from doing this show that... It's the brutal honesty that makes us better and stronger, ultimately. And there's no more important topic this weekend than uh, barbecuing. So uh, Carl Ruiz will join us at the bottom of the hour. He's the mad Cuban. You've seen him. He's been on the Food Network. He's, he's all over the place. He appears on other radio shows with my friend Greg Opie Hughes as well. A couple of a couple of weird little stories. Um, are we going to get a surprise today? Are we going to get a repeal of Obamacare? That's the whisper. No, no, we're not. It would be wonderful if we did, but the GOP was only able to pass a repeal Obamacare bill what sixty-one times during the Obama administration, but since. Since uh, Barack Obama's gone, we can't do that. Since we have complete control of the, the House and the Senate and the White House, we can't seem to find any copies of that old bill and, you know, run it through the copy machine, vote on it again, and hand it to the president. Why would we do that? Doesn't make any sense, right? Craziness. Do you ever have a stabbing pain in your side? You know, like a, as we used to call it a stitch, like a stitch. Sylvie Doobie. Sylvie Doobie is a Canadian woman who, who said she had a stitch. You know, like a, she said she had a stabbing pain in her side. And for like two months, and she said, I'll eventually get to the doctor. 
Is that what she said, or is that the Canadian healthcare system telling her, you have a stabbing pain in the side? Yeah, we'll get you in in two months. I can't be sure which one of those it is. But remember, Canada's really proud of its healthcare system. So um, Sylvie finally got to the doctor, and uh, the doctor said, you have, a, you have a stabbing pain in your side? Hmm. I wonder what that could be. So they took an x-ray, and Sylvie, who had recently had a, um, a hysterectomy to deal with an obvious serious medical issue, Sylvie uh, was found to have a foot-long medical saw left inside of her after the hysterectomy was finished. Somebody left a foot-long medical saw inside Sylvie Ruby, and it was there for at least two months. And all she could say was, you know, I got this strange feeling I'm being stabbed. I feel like I'm being stabbed with a knife. Seriously. Anybody else want to talk about Obamacare and repealing it? And or, or do you want us all to think about single payer? Because that's if we don't do anything, we're headed to single payer. If we do nothing, we're going straight down that road to single payer. So every time I see stories like this, like the great Canadian healthcare system, single payer, everyone gets healthcare, but it stinks on ice. At least it stinks on ice for everybody. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the idea of single payer in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, anybody who's got premiums going up, and just because you have a card doesn't mean you have coverage. Ask Sylvie. She's got that Canadian citizenship that grants her health care, that leaves a foot-long knife inside of her after she has a hysterectomy. Dear God, people. Just irritating. And I'm sure she's irritated as well. Uh, in other strange news, a Pennsylvania man expressed his love for his uh, Harley Davidson with the sidecar that he wants to be buried in the sidecar, in the Harley. And, you know, this is one of those things that if it's, if it's truly a Harley Davidson with a sidecar, that's a, that's a badass motorcycle. Can we not bury good motorcycles? It's a 1990 Harley Davidson Heritage soft tail. So he's, they're going to actually do this. They're going to prop him up, put him inside the Harley, dig a hole and put them in it and fill it in. And I'm betting you this is one of those where they actually do, what do they do? They, they pour concrete over it because some schmageggy will dig them up and try and take them out. Or at least take the motorcycle out. <sighs> Irritating, I know. Well, we are, um, we're minutes away from our barbecue fest and talking about uh, barbecues. Do you have a question about the art of barbecuing. Do you want to know? I know uh, the Duchess, uh, Stacy Rippey, sent in a question because she apparently can't, um, can't be on the phone during the break. But if you want to ask Chef Carl Ruiz a question about barbecues, he's going to be taking questions. He's going to be doling out advice. I have a question about cleaning grills. You know, because when we talk about, when we talk about frying chicken, 
they always talk about don't clean your cast iron frying pan. Just rinse it out. No soap. Let it be seasoned and that flavor will come in there. And so I'm wondering if the same holds true for the barbecue. Does that crusty old barbecue grill, does that hold the secret to a delicious steak or a delicious piece of fish or a delicious chicken? I want to know. So we'll, we'll ask Carl just around the corner. And if you want to ask a question, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. It is the Independence Day. I almost said 4th of July. The Independence Day barbecue segment with my buddy, the chef, Carl Ruiz, just around the corner. And I guess, I guess Glenn Beck isn't calling in. He's out in California. He's getting ready to do this Facebook thing with, uh, with Dennis Prager. I told him he had till 2.30 to call in because we have to talk barbecue. And he's not going to do it. All right. So it's, it's barbecue, fake news, real news. And, um, you know, when we, when we get back, um, also apparently um, here in Delaware, we have an alligator in a local park, maybe two accidentally photographed and now the the uh, county authorities are trying to tell us it's a tire i have the picture it's not a tire we'll get into that next on pure opelka You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. And, you know, when when you plan on taking a chunk of your show on a Friday afternoon and stopping the news chatter to talk about food, invariably something in the world will break. Something horrible will happen and you will have to postpone. Typically, something horrible will happen and you have to postpone dealing with something as wonderful as a discussion of food and barbecuing and grilling and all that stuff. And I'm happy to say the world behaved. The world is actually following this crazy Donald Trump morning Joe stunt as opposed to anything else crazy, serious happening. So we're good. We've got open seas, clear skies, Open roads, no traffic ahead of us as we welcome my friend, the the mad Cuban, Carl Ruiz, is with us. Hello, Chef. How are you? I was was nervous because you know how the fates do. They always come in and mess with you. They tweak you. And and I was nervous that something was going to happen. 
No, we made it through unscathed today. Nothing crazy, no crazy tweets, nothing. We're okay. Well, it's early. I'm, I'm telling you it's early. It now, are, are you at the restaurant right now? Are you working at the moment? I, I am. I'm, uh, I'm working at one of the restaurants, yeah. Which one? Go ahead, give it a plug. I'm, uh, I'm at Marie's Italian Specialties in Chatham, New Jersey. Um, and I'm getting ready. We're launching a Chipino. It's a long story, but uh, we're doing a Chipino. Chipino is one of my favorite dishes in San Francisco. And I just can't get a good one, so I'm just going to make it myself. What is a Chipino? Chipino is a weird mixture of an Italian seafood stew and a Basque seafood stew. And uh, it's based in a red tomato sauce with a little bit of saffron and white wine. And it has crabs in it and mussels and clams and scallops and shrimp. It's really good. And we make it in a wow. big pot. It's, yeah, so it's not, good. it's in a pot, it's a stew, not like a paella. It's, it's, it's like a paella if someone stole the rice. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So when, when you serve it, when you serve a chipino, you serve it in a bowl? We, well, I serve them right in the pot, right in the pot that I cook it in just to keep it warm. I don't like to transfer seafood once I cook it um, like that, like a lot of seafood together. Um, so I'll just give you the whole bowl and then you can do it yourself. And just you lose a lot of temperature. You know, with seafood, you can't heat it up like a soup uh, because all the seafood will get tough. You know, so, so, you know, you can only go up to about 150 degrees as opposed to a soup where you can get close to 200, you know. So, I mean, it's really inside baseball. But if you heat up, you know, seafood too much, uh, everything tends to seize. Seafood seizes. It doesn't get more tender. It gets tougher. I didn't so, know uh, that. I, I had yeah. no idea. And, and here's a little tip for everyone that's listening. If you ever go to a, uh, if you ever go to a, a place and order seafood and you want to take it home, and you want to heat it up the next day. There's, I do this with all food, but especially seafood. Like, say you get a paella, right, Mike? You yeah. open up a, a freezer bag. You put the, pa the, the paella leftovers in there. You seal it up good. And when you want to eat it again, you warm up uh, a pot of water. And you put the freezer bag in there. And, it's, and it warms up the paella without cooking it again. And then it'll be perfect, just like it was at the restaurant. And that's so what you do don't microwave it. No, microwaves are microwaves are bad with seafood because remember microwaves they heat from the inside out, right? So, so the middle of a scallop, the middle of a shrimp is getting annihilated before you know for to make the surface temperature hot. It's really dangerous. It's a no no for seafood. Wow, I never thought how much science is actually involved in cooking. And there are optimal temperatures. There are things you should and shouldn't do. I, I, you know, we crutch on microwaves because they're so easy. But, you know, right. it wouldn't take that much longer to boil a pot of water. Is that why all kitchens have that giant, giant uh, pan or that giant pot of water always kind of steaming there off in the back on the, on the stove? Right. Well, what, we see, in, in, in professional kitchens, that boiling pot of water is like uh, the eraser on a number two pencil, right? So say you're, so you're cooking and your sauce gets too thick, you go to that, you get a little ladle, you get from that boiling pot of water, and you add it, and now your sauce is okay. Say your butter sauce breaks or your hollandaise, you go get a little bit of water, touch of vinegar, your hollandaise is back in business. 
so that thing is constantly going for us because you know it keeps everything uh it keeps everything on the up and up and it keeps everybody in the kitchen exfoliated too but uh <laughs> it's uh we, you know it's something that we use and it, you know it's for, you know it's one of the best things in the world and that explains your youthful look <laughs> your, yeah your yeah. boyish skin <laughs> yes if you compare me to Keith Richards <laughs> of course, and every Keith Richards is the baseline for all these comparisons. For chefs, right? We compare ourselves to Keith Richards. We're fine, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, we're talking to Carl Ruiz. You can uh, he, right now. You can find him at the restaurant. He's he's prepping for tonight with uh, making a chipino, as I've just learned, at Marie's Italian Specialties in Chatham, New Jersey. You know, it's a nice. That's a nice area of New Jersey. That's a that's a some high dollar traffic in and out of that place. I would hope. I love it. I call it the other side of the finish line. You know, everybody <laughs> here, everybody here made it. You know, well, that's good. So, uh, that's good. Well, you know, and, I, and, I, I saw an accident in the mall the other day. It was three Range Rovers crashed into each other. I've never seen anything <laughs> like it before. And, and, they, and the women came out of each range over, and they couldn't have been nicer and happier. They, I think they all went for coffee. It's a great place to live. That is so funny. Three Range Rovers in an accident. Nobody got mad. They all went for co- They probably went for Chablis or something. Somewhere. If I went for Chablis, I couldn't make. I couldn't tell the difference between they were all wearing yoga pants and hugs and hugging and laughing and just a beautiful sight. Well, that that is Chatham, New Jersey. Well, at, at Chef as. As we get ready for the weekend, a lot of people are going to be grilling. Um, I, I've opened up the phone lines in case anybody wants to sure. call in and, and grill you and ask a question. But I have questions that people sent in and because uh, not everybody could get out of work. Uh, and they talk about dumb mistakes. And you, I already gave everybody the one that you always talk about. And, and that is letting your meat get to room temperature. And right. I, I never realized just how important it was, but uh, you said it does two things t- to uh, to the the process. It, it it makes it tough to get an even cook, but it also changes the the actual fire, especially if you're using coals. Oh, absolutely! I mean, you, if you put anything that's you know out of a refrigerator, which is usually about thirty eight to forty degrees, and you put that on a grill. Um, you're actually not cooking, you're cooling down the grill. So uh, when you cool down a grill, people say, oh, why? Why is my piece of fish stuck? Or why is my hamburger stuck? It's because it's very cold. So when things don't stick on something, it's because it's so hot that the protein is actually skipping on the grates. That's, you know, it's actually microscopic. If you put a little camera there, you would see it skipping on the grates, and that's what makes it nonstick. The minute you, you drop. Did we lose Carl? I think we may have lost Carl. Okay, I'll tell you what. Well, we're gonna, we've got him through the end of the hour, so let's take a break, and we'll see if we can come back and talk to Carl. I have to ask him about grilling too hot, and I have to ask him about cleaning the grill, because those are the questions you guys sent in. If you want to ask him one yourself, 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. I hope we get the Cuban back after this. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. We're with uh, Chef Carl Ruiz, uh, the Mad Cuban, at Sabor Chef on Instagram. And he's a friend. He's also a guy who you may have seen on the Food Channel, the Food Network. Uh, the guy's a genius, and he's good, and he's funny, and he's a nice guy and all that, too. But don't cross him. That's what I'm just telling you. Just be careful. Because all the chefs carry knives. They don't tell you this, but they all do. And I think she, uh, Carl also may carry a firearm. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Carl, Cecil's on the phone from Dallas, and uh, yeah. he's got a question about ribs. And, and I think um, I think you, as a, as a barbecue guy, have some skill in this area. Cecil, welcome yeah. to the show. Thank you. What's your question What's for Carl? Uh, the question is uh, on uh, uh, grilling ribs. Um, uh, uh, some folks uh, put them in the oven uh, first uh, for a while, and then put them on the grill, and then add the you know the uh, the sauces and stuff. I, and some just sort of go straight to the grill. So my question right. is. What does he feel like? What does the chef feel like? It's the best way to get a nice right. rib, not not, right, a, not a fall off the meat rib, not a fall off the meat rib. I don't like I like a no, All right, hang, I'm, hang I'm, on. I'm with you. I'm I'm with you, and I'm, and, and uh, I know how Texas eats ribs, and they're not going to eat them like they're you know in a hospital. They're gonna they're gonna have some, they're gonna have some bite <laughs> yeah. to them. So I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. My I like to do everything on the grill, but. Let's be realistic. Ribs, uh, just the way they're shaped, uh, it, it really ties up the grill. You know what I mean? So Man. what I like to do is um, I like to commit only half of my grill to cooking and the other half for holding or warming something. So I always look at a grill, I look at it in half. And if you take any home grill and you look at it in half, chances are you can't fit a rack of ribs, right? So yeah. I like to do them in the oven first. Um, then get my my left or right side of the grill, whichever one you like to use, get it nice and hot, and just use the grill to mark them. I really, okay. you know, I think uh, I think if you're using really good lump coal, uh, you'll get that nice little smoky flavor. Um, yes. If you're barbecuing, that's a whole other thing. Then we'll put it in the smoker. But that's, uh, you know, that's wearing overalls and drinking beers and watching sports for 10 hours until they're done. But, <laughs> but if you're going to grill... You know, if you're going to grill, I like to do them in the oven because uh, people don't mind coming to your house and watching you grill for an hour, uh, but nobody wants to be there for six, you know, to get yeah. one rib. So well, uh, yep. I don't yep. want them there for six, Carl. That's my, <laughs> exactly. my point, too. <laughs> you don't want my Cuban family there. All your phone chargers will be missing in an hour. That's so true. That's true. Uh, you want to get the people yeah. in and out. But thank so, you, Cecil. Uh, yeah. Give it, give, you. give it a Appreciate shot with that. They will do. Thank you. Thank you. You know, Carl, you brought up a question that, that I was going to ask you. How much, because I worry about dissipation of heat, and how right. much of the grill do you, do you save space? Do you put zones on there for, like, direct heat, indirect heat, and do you, how much of the grill surface do you cover? Well, you should only cook on half of your grill. All right? That is the number... The number one mistake people make is they look and they have a 48-inch grill. They spread out, they spread out all their hot dogs and hamburgers across it just to see the sheer majesty of their <laughs> recent Home Depot purchase. You know what I mean? But yeah. what you're doing is you're really tying yourself up, right? 
you're you you you've gone from us from a a very sophisticated piece of equipment you've turned it into a light switch where it's either on or off <laughs> right and that's and that's bad so you want one side to be piping hot and then with the knobs you move it down we're talking about propane or anything like that you know you move them down until the last one is off so think about it as stairs or a slope uh and it's headed towards zero heat because Whenever you cook burgers, like when I have a barbecue, you know, I have people that ask me for stuff. I want one all the way done. I want one medium rare. And if your grill is completely on, you can't accommodate anyone. Number one. Number two, all your stuff's going to cook at the same time. And guess what? Chicken, hot dogs, beef, nothing cooks at the same time. If they're not friends on the farm, they're not going to be friends on the grills. So, you know, you have to keep everything, you know, at a different temperatures. And, and uh, if you follow that rule, you'll be very successful in grilling. And you'll never burn anything because you'll have a place to land. In, in restaurants, we call it having a landing zone. I you know, like oh my God, that fish is almost gonna that that fish is almost over. So then you you put it on the cold side and then you land the fish. You know, you right. keep it from from overcooking. I've got like ninety seconds left. Let me give you the uh, the the lightning round here. Uh, Kelly asked uh, the question about resting meat. Do you have to rest meat before you cut it? Absolutely. It's very, very, very important. And I'll, I'll give you the quick science of it. When you grill something, you push. Um, the way a muscle works is it tightens up. So all the blood in it, the muscle, the heat makes the muscle contract, and it moves all the blood into the center of the protein. We call that in restaurants the bullseye. So if you cut it when that bullseye is in effect, um, your meat will look gray on the outside and then red on the middle. Right. And that's awful. So you got to let it rest about 10 minutes and then you slice it and you'll see the red go all the way to the edges. You know, you, you okay. bring it back to life. You let the blood blood settle. I like it. And, and the, do we clean the grill? Are we supposed to scrub that grill or does it season like a cast iron pan? I've got about 30 here. Seasoning, schmeasoning, clean the grill. Let's not be crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, season it. I mean, your Bubba, your Bubba burgers don't need seasoning. They need salt. You know what I mean? So clean your grill. Keep it clean. Get a rag with oil. Always oil it with vegetable oil, and you'll be all set. The Thank dirty grill is a lazy man's excuse. I'm up against the, the hard wall. Go. Thank you, Carl Ruiz. Come back, won't Happy you? Fourth. I will, Test- buddy. Thank you, man. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Pure Opelka with Michael Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.